0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Oversharers podcast brought to you by Callie and Harva.
1: What's going on today, Heather? Um Yeah, no, I've been great. Nothing much yeah. to report. How was your weekend? We had family therapy. Oh, we had family therapy right, you've got to tell them what family therapy <laughs> is. <laughs> so family therapy is not what you guys think. We didn't, sit in front of a, we didn't sit in front of a shrink and talk about our life problems. Basically, Colton came up with this lovely idea for all our cousins to basically have some bonding time. So we did our first activity in the year, which was dinner. <laughs> which took a to ridiculous say. amount of time to plan oh my god Black guys, imagine, if, imagine if it was some other activity like axe throwing or something do you know what I mean? it just it took a long time to even gather everyone to agree on one particular restaurant
0: the only reason i did that was because the restaurant that they chose was in bloody East London. It was really nice though. It was yeah, lovely it was really Indian nice.
1: food. And um, it was a great time. I had a really good time. And it was time. so much fun. <laughs> I think we should do an activity next Yeah,
0: month. I think we would do an icebreaker activity. Yeah.
1: My workplace is doing axe throwing and healing. So many people keep going axe throwing these days. I yeah. keep seeing it. I feel feet. like it would be a really good, like anger bit. Do you know what I mean? Just but an upper body a- workout. It's an upper body workout, but you can get your anger out as well. Do you know what I mean? yeah it's like you know when the
0: kardashians are like smashing plates in one of the episodes yeah. is that what they do
1: in greece yeah they smash plates, plates right guys so we asked you this past week to ask us anything and we said we'll answer in the podcast so the first one is tell us a little bit about yourselves work life family situation so work life i work in mental health um yeah at the moment I'm going for a bit of burnout so (laughs) I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the best person to speak about mental health in the NHS but um yeah it's 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 okay I think that's the way that I can explain it
0: and your family Uh, family
1: situation I am a mum of two a four year old and that annoying thing that mums do when they say an 18 month year old so you can figure out how old he is and that's me I'm a boy mom. Um, yeah, so
0: I um, work from home most days and I work in customer success. It's really chilled. I love it. Um, yeah, so I went from... So the last time we did a and a yeah. I was working uh, in...
1: Research. You know it's really
0: strange? Yeah, so I was working in like academic research, but this is still higher education. Like what I'm doing is still based higher in edu- the higher education edu- sector. So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a little similar. bit similar. Um yeah. and then what am I supposed to say about my family? So in terms of my family situation, I live at home with my mum and siblings and um I'm a middle child
1: and <laughs> yeah, like there's That's not it, really, really much to say on that. I don't know, I feel like with privacy, it's a little bit like we talk to you guys a lot and yeah. I just feel like sometimes we should reveal a A bit bit about about ourselves but then it's also awkward to reveal that on the internet because there's so many of you guys now I just feel like I I don't know what to share yeah but it's okay yeah that's the only way you get to know us so yeah that's it oh by the way I'm an only child
0: I have three other siblings
1: there we go so next question is I
0: feel like I'm doing an interview yeah
1: so how do you cope with being such bad bees (laughs) darling Can I just say, I'm going to go back to family therapy. This week, I was made to feel like I'm old. I
0: know. The Gen Zs were overpowered. So, basically, I'll tell you what happened. Someone said something along the lines of, what was the name of the dance? Skanky, no. No, no. What was it? Scrubs? Scrubs, no. No. Scrand, no. What's the name of the dance? I have to refer back to the group chat now. It's called... (laughs) So anyway, oh, sturdy. (laughs) So basically, one of my cousins mentioned someone called Sturdy. So naturally, I've said, who's "Who's sturdy? (laughs) And they all started laughing because sturdy is a dance that we
1: should apparently know about. But I have no clue. But to be fair to us, we've seen it on TikTok. No, I've not even seen it. No, because it's that Katy Perry song that we were singing the other day and we were doing that dance. That's sturdy dance
0: okay see I know the dance but I didn't I don't know what the it was name called sturdy. yeah so it was so funny because they were like something something sturdy and I was like oh who's sturdy <laughs> thinking sturdy was a person
1: wait I've got a question for you guys if you are from 25 to 35 right do you have a whatsapp group chat with your friends
0: I that need is, to know the answer I to I need this.
1: to, and I'm going to do a poll on Instagram after this podcast because I need to do know. Do you guys use the only
0: WhatsApp ones? for group chats? And do you also send TikToks <laughs> to the WhatsApp group chat? Because we've been told that we're old bags. <laughs> we've been made to feel like hags because we have WhatsApp group chats. And apparently the normal thing to do in this day and age is to have Snapchat group chats Or if you want to send TikToks, you send them to to the person through... Which makes sense. That does make sense. Because we do that on Instagram. But then can you do TikTok group? Yeah.
1: Oh. I don't know if you can do that. That's That's what what I'm I'm saying. So that's why I just send it to the WhatsApp. So the logic for me is... Instead of sending it individually, individually. Exactly. Why would I send it individually? But do you know what I mean? These Gen Zs think on a higher level than us. They think they're better than us. No, no, no. But I genuinely think they're smarter. Because they're doing smart things, whereas we working are working smart, smart while we're, we're working, working hard. hard. That's the difference. Mm. We are fully loading the TikTok video up to 100%. We're clicking Fre- share. share and we're then- searching for the group chat to send it to. And we they're just thinking smart. They're like, right, let's
0: just send it. Boom. But then individually, I'll get confused because I'm like, there's so many people in our group chats. Yeah. I've got to, you know what I mean? I don't want to leave someone out. Exactly. Anyway, so please let us know. Do you what guys do you use do? WhatsApp or do you guys have Snapchat? Indeed.
1: Chats? Okay, cool. Guys, I'm going to do two more questions and then we've got to get started. How are we related? We are cousins. A lot of people think we are sisters, but we are cousins. How did you guys meet? We are cousins. <laughs> we met when I was seven years old and she was nine. Ten. 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 And she moved in with us. I did. She came from her I taught her English. She really didn't, actually. <laughs> Gri- I was going to say the school, but my primary school taught me English.
0: What? I had EAL, Miss Vale. Oh, Miss Valeo. Miss Valeo. <laughs> we all had Miss Miss <laughs> Failia was personally still with all the ethnic kids.
1: I know, I know. She used to purposely take me out of class even though I was enjoying it at the cow. But I really liked her She's she used I to give me snacks. Too. Anyway, where did you guys get the idea to start a podcast? Well, you guys told us to. Yeah,
0: dance. you guys told us. We just did what you said. We just followed you.
1: Um, do you feel like hijab, do you feel hijab can't be promoted at work or reach high levels at a workplace? Um
0: so someone wearing a hijab basically can't excel professionally. Is that the question? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the
1: case. I'm not going to lie. I've been fortunate enough to be in a really good management role and I wear hijab, so yeah this hasn't I just issue. think if you
0: I think it depends on the environment it exactly. depends on the people it depends on your manager it and depends the company on, and the place that yeah you work. and the culture of the place that you work so if you have already sensed there is a toxic environment where people that maybe have started earlier than later later than you later than you are getting promoted or if you know someone's getting paid more than you do the exact same job maybe it's time to move on
1: do what gen z's do Job hop. Yeah, <laughs> job hop. They give it a year and then they hop, which They're is actually so good for them. They're so smart. smart. Whereas the rest of us, we stay in jobs for like five years. So anyway, but I mean, sometimes that can be the case. So we're not dismissing that. But in my experience, I've never, hijab, alhamdulillah, hasn't, hijab, my culture, being black Muslim, hasn't stopped like my hindered, progress yeah, my in, in my career. Professional progress. So, development. Yeah. I agree. Top red flags for both friends and relationships. Oh oh okay red flags for me lying in both um not giving you like enough time not giving you the attention that you need (laughs) no but it's true like imagine no the attention that you need so like imagine you're in a relationship with someone and they just don't care about you no I don't want to spend time with you that's not a red flag that is a red flag that's what I'm trying to say oh bless y'all yeah, so isn't that wouldn't wouldn't you wouldn't class that as a red flag? Okay, let me reword it. Yeah, when someone cares about you enough to be present in your life,
0: be present in the relationship. Whether that's a so friendship when they're not, or not
1: present in the relationship, but even if they're not present.
0: They explain
1: themselves. I just think that's really important. So number one for me, red flag is lying. Mm. My second one is not giving enough effort in a friendship or relationship. So like Mm. not caring enough to spend time with someone or not like vocalizing or communicating that you don't want to. Do you know what I mean? That to me is a red flag. Mm. Um, My last one I would say is... Just, I don't know, can't think of one. What can you say? Red flags. Um, In your friendships and relationships.
0: I just think red flags for me are things like, God, I don't even know. You know, off the top of my head, it's very difficult, but when I'm out, out away from the camera, I can think of 20. So a red <laughs> flag. A red flag for me would probably be something like, you know when you have like a disagreement with someone, and then instead of telling you how they feel, they just decide to stay quiet. It's like, bitch, talk. <laughs> <laughs> Argue with me. <laughs> not me. Not to incite like, further argumentation. Is that a word? So you mean when someone shuts down on you? I just don't like a lack of communication. I really don't like that. I don't like know it, not knowing where I stand. Like if there's some sort of... You know when you can sense that there's a bit of tension? Yeah. Or like you've done something wrong? yeah. But like, no, they're not saying everything fine claimant. yeah and you're like
1: oh no, it's clearly not and you're on like eggshells yeah you're like, and going I feel nervous
0: now? and anxious I don't like feeling like that
1: no I get that yeah that is that's it puts you in a very awkward predicament as well because you're you're in between like you don't know what's going on yeah
0: and to me just like it tells me that you're just not emotionally mature enough to say how you're feeling maybe mm. you don't have like the you know a lot of guys are oh, they just don't like to talk about their feelings. But it's really important.
1: Yes. Because
0: otherwise the other person's just in the dark.
1: No, I agree with you on that. Yeah, no, I get that. And I think that's the same with friendships as well. Yeah. If you don't if you don't really hone in on the support system that you have, but then you But then there's chaos and I'm there to help you. It's mm. just very But even with the friendship scenarios that we've had, we've had like the clingy girl and then we've had the one do you know what I mean? It's just, you just got to talk. Communicate, communicate, enunciate. <laughs> Last one. Would you be offended if someone kept yawning while you were talking to them?
0: <laughs> no, not, not really. really. I'm if they were like genuinely tired. tired. <laughs> if they were yawning, but it was a fake yawn and they were doing it to try and piss me if off. If I was on a
1: first date with someone and they were yawning. Morning, I'm like, what? Oh, excuse me. I'm like, am I boring you? I'm Thank in you your, I'm much. in your presence, and you're it's the first time you met me. You should have enough energy for. for but if it was like genuine, yeah. Like, if you were tired, tiredness. I wouldn't no. get angry about that. No. no. Come on, I'll yawn with you. <laughs> yawning is contagious. I'll be like, oh. do you know what I mean? So it's nothing to get serious about. Sorry, guys. Those are the only questions we can answer because we have to get on with the rest of the show. But we really love when you interact with us. So keep it coming. Do you have the update from last week, Colton? The
0: update, I do. Can I just say,
1: loads of you messaged us about the book talk. I hope you appreciate that we put you on, guys, because we love to. Honestly, I think I'm gonna do. um, I think we should do a book club. I swear to God. Don't tell
0: to Colleen Hoover where you're sourcing the books from because she'll shut you down.
1: Guys, should we have a book club? I'm gonna give you a book to read. Are You gonna read it with me? I'm just probably not. i'll be honest it's very wholesome apparently i've just got a lot on me playing at the moment Do you don't mm. really much of a you read when you want to it depends on the, how much if i'm not watching anything, how I read a lot how
0: critically acclaimed the book is
1: oh god you or just you like, just jump on the hype don't you i jump
0: on hypes anyway should we carry on should, yeah, sorry we're, we're digressing died. So, my partner told me he was excited to start a family but went and had a vasectomy in secret. I don't know how we can move forward from this. So, this is the update. So, she said... I've gotten a lot of messages and questions regarding an update. I met to talk with my fiancé this morning and figured I would share the outcome of that conversation, as well as answer a lot of questions I've seen in the comments or that I have received privately. I've received a lot of questions and comments about his body is his choice. And yes, I do agree with this statement. I said in my original post, I respect his decision. It was his choice, his body and his right to have a vasectomy performed. I never said I was upset that he had it done, but rather upset that when we began to start trying, he acted as though he had not done it and kept it hidden, leaving me wondering why I couldn't get pregnant when he knew exactly why. That was the issue. I don't understand how that wasn't apparent. Hmm. further I had a lot of questions about how I couldn't tell he had done it I know nothing about vasectomy so yes I believed his claim of having it done when I was gone on a girl's trip for my 21st birthday but comments about the healing time frame and follow-up testing made me doubt this doubt that he had done it the more I looked into the time frame of having the procedure done I doubted him so it takes a while to heal to heal and to also must have gone for consultations and stuff with the doctor. Oh my God, why didn't we think of that? Mm. That's so true. So is he double lying?
1: Double lying. Oh God. <clears throat>
0: Before all of this came out, I never had any doubts in my partner. He was always very trustworthy, caring, kind, and loving. We rarely argue or fight, and even when we have been, it's been over minor things. I never saw any red flags, and those in my personal life never did either. He was genuinely a great guy, which is what made not just leaving hard. Oh. But it's good for her, because that was a
1: horrible lie.
0: Mm. We've been together for six years and we are set to be married in February. We have both invested so much time into this whole relationship as well as time and money into our wedding. So Mm. just ending things didn't feel that easy for either of us. We had been staying apart from each other to give us time to cool down before discussing what this would mean for our potential to have a future together. We met this morning to discuss the situation so I could ask him why he hid this and what shocked me Even more. Oh my god. I blatantly asked him why he had the procedure done and when he began having doubts about having kids. His response was that he never doubted having kids, but started to doubt his ability to have one slash get me pregnant. He followed this up by saying he never had the procedure and knew as little about them as I did. Instead, he had apparently discovered he had a lower than average sperm count due to hormonal issues at a recent doctor's appointment after he mentioned we had been trying without any luck. This appointment was in August. He bought paperwork detailing and proving... This two-hour meeting as well. Oh no, now I feel bad.
1: No, but I just thought, well, why liar say you had a vasectomy? What? No, because but he, he felt a, ashamed.
0: He had a low sperm count.
1: Oh no, I, I feel so bad that I've dogged him out. He had an average sperm
0: count. Anyway he told me he didn't know how to bring the topic up and mentioned that it made him feel embarrassed and since he was told he wasn't infertile and that we may just have a harder time getting pregnant he said he was just hoping it would just eventually happen so he wouldn't have to say anything. He says he regrets hiding this and regrets creating a lie to cover it and I do forgive him we did rediscuss having kids to which he insured me is something he still wants. <clears throat> I feel oh. relief knowing his concern, words of encouragement and comfort after every negative test was genuine as he did truly want them to be positive oh when i asked why he created the lie of having a vasectomy rather than just telling me about the fertility issues it again went back to him saying he felt a sense of embarrassment about the issue he said he thought saying he had this on purpose would save him the embarrassment of not being able to get pregnant this i just feel really but i can finish i feel like we definitely
1: we put our foot in it
0: He claims his inability to do these last few months has made him doubt his masculinity and that by creating the idea that he purposefully chose to be sterile would make him seem more like a man. While I don't fully understand this way of thinking, I guess I can slightly understand how these issues may have made him feel less than when he wasn't and shouldn't have felt that way. I offered him comfort and we discussed looking into medical interventions as well as just continuing to attempt to conceive naturally. I'm not leaving my fiancé. Yes, I was upset over his lie, but he deeply regrets it. We both still love each other, both still want to be married and both still want kids. We will however be looking into attending individual and couples therapy to get over this. We are going to postpone the wedding since it's only 4 months away and I'm the and in the meantime keep trying to conceive naturally. We decided we will look into intervention methods after our wedding. I appreciate everyone's advice on my last post. Thank you.
1: Oh god. Whoa. Does this scenario not show you there's always two sides there to, to every a story? story. And I'm so glad we didn't read the update beforehand. Yeah, because we would
0: have (laughs) really. Because I would have just been like, "Oh." oh God. Feel but so how at
1: that? Like, oh, he so wasn't lovely. a scumbag after all. No, but he was just a bit ashamed about the fertility issue, and I can imagine why. And also, he's so young. Yeah.
0: Like, it doesn't seem like something you want to open up to your girlfriend about at 24 years old. It's the same imagine. anxieties
1: a woman would have if she had fertility issues. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, how can I tell my partner that I may not be able to give them what they want? And have children. But, you know, I just feel like, why did he jumped to the conclusion i'm saying vasectomy it was just but this is what tells you like it's really important to really have conversations with your partner do you know what i mean mm. no matter how hard it is because if he just told the truth yeah this whole situation this would not have happened exactly if he'd have just been up
0: front from the beginning like babe i just i think i've got some issues with fertility and uh, maybe we should go to the doctor together and get yeah. this checked out this would make this would have made this whole situation so much easier for the both of them and she would have felt included in 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 being part of like the issue that he has. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she would have supported she would him. She supported him and it just sounds like she wanted to support him from the jump. Like, but you didn't need to lie about a vasectomy because of your this is why
1: masculinity is so toxic sometimes. I just feel like he panicked and he didn't know what to say. And but I can understand saying, like,
0: things like I was going to feel less, I felt like less than a man, yeah. I've like, emasculated all of these things, which is so toxic. Like I men know. leave toxic masculinity outside when you're with your wife or fiance or partner. Just
1: be with them. Just be pure, be with them, communicate with them because you're meant to hold each other up.
0: Yeah, just be your like unapologetic self, be you. You don't have to have these different facades
1: imagine the anxiety though of like being a man and not being able to procreate and how that must make them feel the
0: thing is I always understood I could I always used to see it from the perspective of the women yeah because that's just how we're wired to kind of to
1: understand it from the perspective of our I think I feel oh god I just spat but I feel like I feel like when we learn about reproductive systems the majority of the information is all about the female anatomy exactly how the womb is the home for a baby how we are basically the well obviously Allah is the creator but we create babies we in our body we the are babies. the hubs um
0: <laughs> we house babies in our bodies do you know what I mean so lives. a lot
1: of that pressure is like always honed on the females and women and and how like if something's going wrong, it must be it must be me. Do you know what I mean? Because that's the pressure that society puts on us. You touched on a really good point earlier when you said that a lot of the
0: information out there is targeted towards women, which I think is wrong. Yeah. Because now we have an example of a man who is going through a similar issue and you know he could go and pick up a leaflet at the doctors and that leaflet could be do you know what I mean helpful it could be helpful for him but it could also be something that was created for women so I think I think there needs to be a lot more kind of um discussion and a lot more information available for men that are going through something similar like my immediate thought when I hear about fertility issues is women yeah
1: i natural. don't think about men. But the other thing i was gonna say is i think a lot of men and i don't know if i'm um stereotyping at this point but not a lot of men go to gps mm. and not a lot of men really concentrate on their um health and their well-being and
0: i watched dr foster and she was really shocked to see a man over the age of 30 coming into the gp turned out he had a tumor but she was like right i really need to see
1: this guy because it's such a rare sighting but that's what I'm saying it's so scary and I feel like a lot of men often leave um going to doctors going to GPs getting normal basic checkups to the last to the last minute when it's really late whereas like I feel like with women they're more honed in with their well-being am I stereotyping properly but you know you can correct me but the point is there's a high majority of men and I can actually concur with this because of the fact that in where I work in mental health a lot of um like within psychosis a lot of young boys are very um they're just deterred from like communicating with, you know, with medical professionals or coming into the service to have basic checkups. Like everything, their whole ideology is, you know what, I'll get better, don't worry. I don't need you guys. Yeah,
0: I can figure this out on my own. Yeah. Which no you can't.
1: No, I and mean, I think it's just really important to think about ways that you can impact on your well being and do you know what I mean? Just go to the G P, have a nice little checkout. Mm. it will really help you and it could save you from a lot of heartache yeah so yeah I feel really bad I take back everything I said about this man
0: I take (laughs) back everything I said in the last video this is a very good lesson for us to think about all the other possible scenarios that could centre on this particular scenario before we make any judgments.
1: Of course, and human ideology and human psychology, sorry, is is very. It's what we're wired. It's think. wired to think this is the, the only way. Yeah. This is this is all that can happen. The worst case scenario. And humans guilty. are guilty, literally. And humans are very multifaceted. People can do something horrible and still be good people
0: um yeah so i'm really glad that she actually ended up staying with him because I you know too. what he had a very legitimate reason granted the way he went about communicating it to her was wrong um shouldn't have waited this long it shouldn't have taken him seven months to tell her that he was having issues with his um sperm count
1: it's understandable
0: um, though why he. Yeah, I can see why he hesitated to tell her, but seven months is a bit of a long time. I feel like he should have been a bit more honest with her um, about the sperm count issue, and I can understand why he wasn't. People. And it's, you know what, that's what happens when you like, when you sit on. You know what we were saying in the previous video about Shaytan making you think a certain way? Yeah. And like, it's not an embarrassing issue. Like I think, I think that if she, if he, he he was overthinking, he overthought it, it and he made it into a bigger problem than it is. And I think if he was to sat down initially and say, "Look, babe, I've went to the doctor, and this is what happened," I should be so supportive. Like, look how supportive she is now of course having gone through all of that
1: yeah no I agree with you and I think this is a testament to show couples go through hardship and they move past it together Yeah, and she's really shown him that she can support him through this Mm. do you know what I mean and I think it's going to be a positive thing because at the end if something else happens or another like a big drama happens in their marriage at least they know Mm. that they can both handle it together do you know what I was thinking of this takes me to go on from scratch, Netflix. Oh my God, tears, Lena, tears, tears, and Amy. Yeah,
0: like, oh
1: did you finish God. it? I finished. Oh, it. Honestly, I literally cried. I think
0: from episode five onwards, I was just crying. I know it's just so sad. So this story is about a woman and a man. You know, that typical story of boy meets girl in they Florence. Fall in in they fall in love. They fall in love in Italy, where he's originally from, and then she she like moved to Italy for like an art scholarship or something some sort of art thing anyway they meet they fall in love and then he comes back to america it's a bit tricky and then they get this big life-changing news Mm, i don't mm. want to say too much i think you
1: guys should watch it but i think overall you know what i liked about is it called scratch that or from from scratch from scratch um i liked the different aspects of their relationship and how real they were mm. like they were so deeply in love but they still had core issues mm. and it was really it's really nice to see that in film because of the fact that often a lot of these movies idealize the idea the of toxic like
0: relationship. the
1: toxic relationship but also the the only element of love they show is when people first get together and it's happily ever after. Yeah, and but then don't really see what, what happens after. Mm. Do you mean the the simple little tit for tat arguments you have, or when like a big calamity like? But they do you know had. what I
0: like about how they handled arguments is, for example, like Lino would never like raise his voice or she wouldn't like even though she's going a little bit crazy she has every right to because she's going through a lot but he would that that it was like a very healthy argument very healthy do you know how nice it it is to see that so what i really liked about even though they were having these like low points like you could the at the very core of what was encompassing all of it was like the fact that they loved each other so
1: deeply i know do you know and it just made me think yeah it really made me think about this how many people have love like that how many, does a love like that does exist? love like that exist like I wish I could wherever this platform takes us my dream is to interview people who are in love just to see if it's real yeah is this what people experience is this you know what, what I mean? love is because love comes in different forms and I feel like I just I don't know, it just it just really warmed me up to see do you That's know what, what I also really
0: liked is that they had like so much support from both the families like even the yeah. bit with the dad that
1: really made yeah. me cry too. like they
0: just had so much support up around them daddy and I was just like wow like you know because you remember we used to say like oh like don't be too involved with the in-laws like, that made me think oh my I god want I to want to be. be involved with the in-laws I want to be. but
1: I feel like their love created that relationship the bond that everyone has, has. With each because other. everyone can see how much they love each other so that created the bond in which the two families love be- both people individually and yeah. they wanted and also to create mended, that family.
0: also mended the relationship between
1: their them respective yeah, families exactly. as well. So, Amy and I don't know, I just really love it. I think I want to read the book as well to see if it's a bit different. Yeah, same. Yeah, but I mean, overall, it was lovely. 10 out of 10 from me. 10 out of 10, I think you should watch it, guys. Um, but yeah, coming back to this scenario... I think she handled it really well. She supported her man through a very difficult situation. She
0: really reassured him.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the type of relationships, the example of relationships that we need to see.
0: Okay. Um, What else has been going on, last but not least? Last but not least. So I started The Crown.
1: Oh, God, I can't get into it.
0: Oh, have you not watched The Crown?
1: No. Never watched it? I've seen season one, I got bored. Oh. I don't know. You know what it is? I think it takes a lot for me to get into a show and I just feel like with The Crown it just didn't give me the uh, je ne sais quoi that really? I was
0: looking for. I really enjoyed history when I was at school and you know what The Crown makes me do is just google these oh. events that and the people. <laughs> take place. Not so much the people but there's like specific things that they touch on that have happened Yeah. like, w- like throughout history yeah. and I'm like I always end up going on these like rabbit holes of just wanting to understand it from more about the monarchy not it's not even about the monarchy so it's like let's say for example that the story does center on the monarchy but there'll be other things that happened at that time okay so there'll be like a the margaret thatcher era or like yeah, there yeah, was yeah, a recession yeah, yeah. after so you then go in and you're like oh, okay that like, what does what happened like do you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. it just takes you down some deep historical paths it's, are you
1: enjoying season five
0: so, I've only watched episode one, and so far i do I do like it. I really like um, I don't know why, but I really like the personality of John Major. oh my God, John Major at the end of like season five episode one said something about how he's got to basically deal with this family. So what he does is he alludes to the fact that something big is gonna happen, okay uh, within the the monarchy because and he's like, oh, this is gonna happen. Whilst I'm Prime Minister, so I have What was the big thing? So obviously like the whole thing between like Charles and Diana and, okay, Kim and all that is gonna right, come out. Know I mean? So he's like it was like what's it called when something alludes to something that's
1: happening? Foreboding
0: events. Right. There were foreboding <laughs> events. And I was like, poor Prime Minister.
1: Someone on Twitter said he's he, they they've made him very attractive.
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's not attractive, attractive. but I think his character. Yeah, like he's got a really interesting personality on the Mm. show. Mm. And like he sits down with the Queen and there's this like back and forth about like, basically she wants to rebuild her Britannia ship. And then he's like, you have, we have to use public funds to do this. And he's like, well, we're going through a recession at the moment. So I don't think it's a good idea. And then she like literally commands him to do it, to use the public funds to fix the, the ship. And then on the flip side, there was like this Sunday Times article about like likening the Queen to Queen Victoria and saying that she's like like too old. So there was a poll, like a public opinion poll about the monarchy. And they basically said some unkind things about the Queen and that she's just not with the times and Mm. that she's just a bit old and unmodern and etc. And then Charles lapped it up and was like because the true. opinion polls like Charles and Diana so John Major's basically saying like Charles is an idiot that he can't see that his biggest asset is Diana and instead he wants to be swanning around with Camilla do you know what I mean yeah. so then he says this statement at the end where it's like something big is going to explode within this family and it's going to be during my tenure
1: okay so then
0: it's like what's gonna so it makes you think like what's gonna happen obviously we know what happens yeah, because, history, yeah. yeah. okay so poor, poor, poor prime minister mm,
1: I don't know I just I think I sh- I, I'm gonna try it because at the moment I've got nothing to watch after house of dragon I've just been
0: I don't know, it's, it's going to take a while for you to catch up. Because I crime. have to catch up season two, three, you four, do it, though, five, and four, five. I think like, you should take mm. the plunge. I don't know, I really like the crime.
1: You know what it is? For me, I'm one of those people, like, if I don't like something and then one day I like it, I'll just, like, lap it up and I'll just binge watch it. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know what it is about the crime that just doesn't.
0: I think season two is a bit slow. I think it's just, it only recently started to get juicy with the mm-hmm. whole, when
1: Diana was introduced. Into so in it. season six, are they going to start talking about S- season William? Season
0: five. So yeah, William and Harry have now been in. a little bit older, right? Okay. Yeah, and they go on this. So like Charles and Diana go on this like honeymoon, the second honeymoon, to try and patch things up, and then Charles is like. Cuts the trip short and is like, I have to go because I have to go and give this speech at the University of Oxford. And then him and Diana like have an argument.
1: Like it's just crazy. Is he
0: having an affair at this point? Absolutely. Camilla's like, when they first introduced Charles in season five, episode one, he's looking out of a window. And it's like Camilla is, is leaving his house, or she's like doing something to a car. So he's watching her, and then she waves at him. So I think she just comes and goes oh to God. his like property. I think it's the one in Scotland. Poor Diana.
1: I know. I'm just so aggrieved that that, oh, that that's happened to her. I know, and I feel bad because she, she keeps trying to, like,
0: patch things up. She keeps trying to make things better. And then I feel like for Charles, this second honeymoon thing was so that he, they look like a unit... Um, for the public, like so, in the papers, they seem like they're having this great time and that they're this strong couple.
1: When really they're not. I just feel like it really hurts me when something's like one-sided love. Mm. What's that called? Unrequited. Unrequited love. And it just really affects me because she's so beautiful and she could have anyone she wants. I know, but she just loves. But Charles. this old man. But does she really love him, or does she feel like she's she's doing it to try? I think she loves him really
0: yeah it comes off that she actually really loves him
1: that's, I don't know. that's the
0: that's the um that's what I'm getting from her
1: I've I watched a lot of like documentary videos of her doing interviews and it just seemed like she got really tired of the whole chasing him. towards the end yeah definitely I yeah. think when she
0: realized that this is unmendable and she was like Definitely. She was like, there was three
1: in my marriage.
0: Yeah, but not only was she like trying to fix her marriage, she was like, like she forgot herself. Mm. She was becoming unwell
1: oh my god oh she and had, she had bulimia, like didn't bulimia she? she
0: was like making herself sick in the toilet so like i just don't She's think you ever get to a point where you're ignoring your wellness but i feel like the pressure
1: for them was the fact that they've got this whole they've the monarchy the monarchy itself is the pressure that's putting this on their relationship mm. i feel like if they were an ordinary couple they would have just broken up absolutely but because the monarchy is forcing this idea that Charles and Diana are this it couple yeah the prince and the princess it's not
0: just the monarchy though it's the public
1: as well because they want this idea of love everyone loves the idea of love and a love story yeah they were like I think they were like the poster family
0: for just what success a successful a fairy tale
1: relationship looks like that's what Disney's so about
0: and nobody knew what was happening behind the
1: walls but you know what it kind of shows you the reality of what like idolizing relationships like celebrity relationships like for so long I was like Beyonce and Jay-Z are just amazing I used to watch documentaries of them and then uh, Lemonade came out and I was like that <laughs> sleazy arsehole! <laughs> how could you do so that to our lemonade, girl? it was elevator gate Oh yeah yeah yeah. But, but then we didn't really know what that was
0: about. But it just Beyonce wasn't doing anything. the cracks
1: were showing. Yeah, them.
0: Beyonce wasn't doing anything. She was just in
1: the corner letting them fight. Yeah, but the cracks. Oh my god, I thought about that, you know. My 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 sister fighting my husband. Yeah. Wow. And you doing nothing. So I he is guilty who would of you something. Defend, though? I don't know. You it have to depends. know the situation. Because when
0: I saw the elevator video for the first time and I saw how badly... Angry Solange was. How badly she was attacking him.
1: He the fact that done, Beyonce didn't
0: even step in. She was there in the corner with her clutching her handbag. Do you remember? But
1: I think a part of that is Beyonce's like demure, like her character. I think she was thinking about the public. <laughs> no, I don't think she knew there was a camera in the elevator though. Because it was like every elevator has a camera, though. No, but on. I
0: don't think she was aware. You know, like she wasn't sometimes when you were in the moment, it, yeah. I don't think she was thinking about the camera. Like your brother, your your husband, and your your sibling. Like are she fighting. lunged at
1: him. That he must have done something serious. But then, again, and the only then, person holding her back was the security guard holding yeah. Solange
0: back, and she was just there, like
1: go, Solange! <laughs> Do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I just I don't know I just I don't know what what could have been so bad but then it also shows how close they are because obviously they've known each other for a very long time Mm. but you just my whole point is you just don't know what happens behind closed doors with all your happy couples do you know what I mean Mm. it's like all your favorite couples online mm, it's like Maya and Stormzy like everyone wants Stormzy and Maya to get back together and in my head I'm like she's engaged but yeah, I feel like idolising... I mean, it's nice for the heart. I like to see love stories. Yeah, I'm a big romantic for, me. You know
0: what it is? It's good in terms of just seeing successful relationships. Mm. there's nothing wrong with being influenced by no, success. of course. However we just we can't we've got to take everything with a pinch of salt
1: exactly and there's always two sides to every story like we just
0: demonstrated today. in this
1: lovely podcast
0: but guys thank you so much for listening to the update today um big lesson for the both of us <laughs> um we really appreciate all your love and support so far all the downloads all the likes all the shares everything we see all your comments sometimes we just we may not respond because we're so busy but we <laughs> see two of yeah wealthy. i know but we Fine see hard. it all and we just do you know what we appreciate you guys any final words
1: harder? um no <laughs> <laughs> but i love you guys and we'll see you and speak to you soon